Hello, and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. In our last episode, we learned about the prophet Jonah and how Jonah was sent by God to the city of Nineveh to share with them the message of repentance. When Jonah finally reached Nineveh, he preached to them and called on them to repent, and they did. But as the years went by, the Ninevites had children, and their children had children, and their children had children, until a whole new generation of Ninevites were living in the land. This new generation of Ninevites knew nothing of Jonah or of his God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In fact, the Ninevites, who were part of the nation of Assyria, became a very powerful and strong nation. Can you say Assyrians? The Ninevites were Assyrians, and the Assyrians were strong warriors, and they became power-hungry. They began to conquer the nations around them. One by one, they conquered nation after nation, taking control and gaining more land. They soon became so large that they were known as an empire. They became known as the Assyrian Empire. Now, you might be thinking, what does this have to do with Israel? Well, it would not be long before the Assyrian Empire had its eye on Israel. But the Israelites were so consumed with their own selfishness and pride they did not see the storm coming on the horizon. They were God's chosen people, a royal priesthood. What could possibly happen to them? They thought they were invincible. Little did they know what was about to happen. Today's story is about a man who did know what was about to happen. This man was chosen by God to give a special message to the Israelites. Who was this man, you ask? This man's name was Isaiah. Can you say Isaiah? Isaiah was born in the southern kingdom of Judah. He lived in the capital city of Jerusalem, and God called Isaiah to speak his word to the people of Judah and to the kings of Judah. Isaiah was a very smart and educated man. The Lord had given him the opportunity to meet with the kings of Judah. He would counsel and give prophetic advice and warnings to the kings concerning the southern kingdom of Judah. Isaiah was married to a woman who was also used by God to speak truth. She was a prophetess. Both Isaiah and his wife listened to and spoke only what the Lord told them to speak. They also had two sons. Being a wise man of God, Isaiah would have been concerned about the spiritual decline of his people. He looked around and saw idol worship and sacrifice and greed and injustice. He watched as his own people turned their backs on God. Isaiah lived during King Uzziah's reign. King Uzziah was the last king of Judah we learned about. Do you remember King Uzziah? 
He was the one who entered the temple of the Lord and broke out in leprosy because of his pride and disobedience. It was the same year that King Uzziah died when Isaiah received a special vision from the Lord. Can you say vision? What is a vision, you ask? Well, for Isaiah, a vision was like a dream, except it was real and he was awake. God opened Isaiah's eyes to see beyond what you and I see every day, but to see into the heavenly places. God opened Isaiah's spiritual eyes. Do you want to know what he saw? Oh, friends, it was amazing. Isaiah saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraph angels, each with six wings. Can you imagine that? Six wings. With two of their wings, they covered their faces, and with two of their wings, they covered their feet. And with two of their wings, they were flying. Isaiah saw these seraphs flying and covering their faces and their feet. And they were calling to one another. And they were saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Can you say that with me? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Isaiah, he realized he was in the very presence of God. He could hardly contain it. He said, woe is me, I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips and live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Being in the holy, clean, and pure presence of God caused Isaiah to realize how unclean he was. In full view of God's holiness, Isaiah instantly realized his own sinfulness and the sinfulness of the nation of Israel. He also realized the consequences of seeing God face to face and was frightened. Then suddenly, one of the seraphs flew to Isaiah with a live hot coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched Isaiah's mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. God cleansed Isaiah's mouth and heart and made him fit to remain in his presence as a servant and prophet of the Holy One of Israel. For all who approach God must have their sins forgiven and their hearts cleansed by the Holy Spirit. Only God can do this. Only God could do this for Isaiah in his presence. Then Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine hearing the voice of the Lord? He heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Isaiah could hardly contain himself. He cried out, Here am I, send me. And the Lord said, Go and tell this people, 
Be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. God was telling Isaiah that the people would reject his message. They would remain cold and calloused. Did you hear that? God was telling Isaiah that even though he would call them to repent of their sins, they still would not listen. Even though he would go to them and say, I have seen the Lord in his holy temple. I have seen the Lord in a vision and he's calling us to repent. They would not believe him. They would not listen. Their eyes and ears would be closed to understanding the Lord and his ways. They had already chosen to close their eyes and close their ears. They had already chosen to worship idols. Isaiah would go, but the people would not listen, nor would they understand. I don't know about you, but if I knew I was headed out to give a message where no one would listen, I might be kind of discouraged, but not Isaiah. Isaiah was ready and willing to do what the Lord was asking of him to do. And he would need great courage because, friends, the next part of the vision is not going to be easy. The next part of the message that God gave to Isaiah would not be easy to hear. Isaiah asked the Lord, How long, O Lord? How long shall I speak to this people? How long do you want me to give this message to them? And the Lord said, Until the cities lie in ruin and without inhabitant, until the houses are left deserted and the fields ruined and ravaged, until the Lord has sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. True Seekers, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Could this be right? Could Isaiah really be hearing this from the Lord himself? Cities in ruin? Houses deserted? Everyone sent far away? Was this really the plan of the Lord for the Israelites? How could this be? I wonder if Isaiah stood frozen at the words he just heard. I wonder if he was stunned silent. I wonder if he could hardly believe what he was hearing. Hadn't God brought them up out of Egypt? Hadn't God parted the Red Sea and fed them in the desert? Hadn't God led them to the edge of their promised land and caused the walls of Jericho to fall? Hadn't God given them this promised land to live in, to be fruitful in, to dwell safely in homes, to have families, and to worship at the temple of the Lord that King Solomon had built? Surely God would not allow them to be ruined. Surely God would not send them away from their own promised land. The land promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob so many years ago? No, no, Lord, surely no. You can't take the land away. Dear truth seekers, we must take a moment here and go back. Go back for just a second. We must go back to a special memory in time for the Israelites. I want to take you back in time 
to when Moses was speaking to the Israelites before he died, before Joshua would take them into the promised land. I want to read to you a warning that Moses gave to the people. Hundreds of years before Isaiah's vision, Moses spoke to the Israelites and said, Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today, so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord promised on oath to your forefathers. Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in His ways and revering Him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams and pools of water, with springs flowing in the valleys and hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where the rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, And when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart may become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful desert, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the desert, something your fathers had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers as it is today. If you forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I tell you today that you surely will be destroyed like the nations the Lord destroyed before you. So you will be destroyed for worshiping idols and not obeying the Lord your God. Oh, true seekers, did you hear that? God had warned them so long ago through Moses before they even entered the land. God knew, God knew that they would forsake him and begin worshiping idols. God had warned Moses and told Moses to warn the people that if they forsook him and began worshiping idols, they would surely lose the land. God had given it to them as a gift And they had taken it for granted. They forgot the God who gave it to them, who fed them, who caused the rain to fall, who gave them victory over their enemies and protection. They forgot. They forgot. And so, as Isaiah heard the word of the Lord and the warning that he was to give his own people, I'm sure he remembered this warning of Moses. I'm sure Isaiah would have known the words of Moses. He had studied it as a boy. Isaiah had grown up reading 
Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He'd read the words of Moses over and over and over again. He'd memorized his words. And here now he would remember the warning that Moses gave the Israelites so long ago. It would not be easy to speak this message to the Israelites. They had lived in the land now for hundreds of years. They did not think anything could happen to them or their precious promised land. Little did they know what was about to take place. And yet, and yet, truth seekers, that's not the end of the message. There was one last piece of the message that God wanted to give to Isaiah. And oh, truth seekers, it's good. It's so good. Just in case you lost hope, God always gives us hope. In Isaiah's vision, this final word of the Lord came to him. God said to Isaiah, But as the terebinth and oak leave stumps when they are cut down, so the holy seed will be the stump in the land. Now, true seekers, you might be wondering, what does that mean? Let me explain. Have you ever seen a tree cut down? What is left after the tree is cut down? A stump, a big old stump in the ground. Well, you might think that that stump is dead, but underneath the ground are roots, roots attached to that stump that go deep into the earth, roots that are still alive and growing. God promised Isaiah that even though the Israelites would be cut down like a tree and removed from the land, there still would be a stump, a small handful of faithful followers, those who had not bowed down to idols, those who had remained faithful to the Lord. They would remain. They are called the Holy Seed. Seed because When a seed is planted in the ground, it grows and multiplies and bears fruit. That stump wasn't going to be left for dead. That stump, that holy seed, those faithful few would bear fruit. There would be a new people to rise up, a new Judah. And out of this small group of faithful few, a branch would sprout, a Messiah, a coming king. A king would be born. Not a king like any of Israel's other kings before, but a godly king, a divine king, a king from heaven who would be born to save Israel from her sins and all of us from our sins. Who is this king that would come from the holy seed of the faithful few left remaining in Judah? His name is Jesus. Dear True Seekers, Today's story was powerful. Today we met Isaiah and learned of his mission. At first glance, it seems like it was an impossible mission. Isaiah was called to speak to the kings of Judah and the people of Judah and warn them of what was about to come. Many would not listen, but some would. The faithful few would listen. Although there would not be many of them, God would see them and keep them and bring them back to the promised land. They would not be gone from the land forever. Just when you think things are the darkest and can't get any worse, God always, always 
has a plan. There is always hope when you are a follower of Jesus. The faithful followers would have to suffer through much pain and heartache. They would be forced to leave their promised land and move to a foreign nation. But even in the midst of their pain and suffering, God had promised he would bring them back and give them a hope. God gives you and me hope today. Our hope is in Jesus. We too have a call, just like Isaiah, to spread this hope to a world that so desperately needs it. Will you be like Isaiah and say to the Lord, Here am I, send me. Even when things seem hard and like no one is listening, we are still called to speak the words of truth and hope to those who might receive it. We have hope because we know that Jesus is coming for us one day. We have hope because our sins have been forgiven and we have been cleansed. Just as Isaiah's lips were cleansed by that hot coal, so we have been cleansed by Jesus' death on the cross for our sins. We have hope because we will live in the presence of God one day where there will be no more death and no more suffering and no more tears. We have hope because God redeems and restores and makes all things beautiful. If you'd like to read about Isaiah's vision, you can find it in the book of Isaiah, chapter 6. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you because you are a God of hope. We never have to fear or worry because with you, there is always hope. Help us to be like the faithful few like those Israelites who did not bow to false gods or idols, but who kept their faith and trust in you, the King of kings and Lord of lords. We cry out like the angels and say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. You are the true and rightful King, and it is you and you alone that we worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening today, Truth Seekers. I hope you were inspired and encouraged by today's story, and I can't wait to talk to you next week.